Field of Dreams Nation, what's up? This is your host, Stephen Orfis, with your Field of Dreams business podcast. Excited for tonight. I'm fired up. For episode number 17, we have Kimba Garcia. She's the CEO of RKG Roofing Restorations and Solar, and also the CEO of CEO AF, which she could tell you what AF means. And uh, we'll really dive into it tonight and bring some energy. So uh, excited to have Kimba. She's a super talented entrepreneur. Guys, she has life balanced to a T um, between business, family, uh, and just taking care of herself. So excited for her to share her wisdom, her knowledge, and uh, her future vision. So uh, she's a multi-business owner, NLP practitioner, and she is the founder of these two eight-figure companies located in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and she is the CEO where she works with entrepreneurs on life, business, and spiritual development. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on Kimba. Kimba, Hi, how are you doing? How are you? Awesome, man. Excited to be here. So grateful to have you on. It's a privilege and an honor, honestly, after watching you. So thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, I know you and Amanda are kicking butt over there uh, with CEO AF. Um, and just, just tell us a little bit about you know who you are, Kimba, what you're trying to do, and why the heck are you an entrepreneur? Yeah, so that's a, those are a few loaded questions, right? So to, to start off, Stephen, um, you gave me a beautiful intro. I appreciate I appreciate that walking out. So you hit you hit some of it, right? Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I actually have been an entrepreneur most of my adult life. I started my first company at the age of 21, opened a hair salon, kept that kicking, um, and stayed a cosmetologist actually until Robbie and I started RKG together right about seven years ago. Wow. From there, um, we took RKG. Robbie was really, really great in the field. I say was, but is. Robbie is really great in the field. Um, and at first, we started the company really just looking to bring our family together, right? You mentioned that um, in the intro as well, that I like to live life in balance. And my business, I think like a lot of entrepreneurs out there, truly did start for my family and with that goal in mind to support the family, which is really the first thing that our businesses do. As we said today, RKG supports well over 60 families. So wow. I love the fact that it started off with ours. And what that looked like at that time was Robbie was always working on the road. He traveled a lot for his business um, that he was in at that time. And we really just wanted to have our family sleep under the same roof at night. That was, that was really the main goal was, hey, maybe if we can put some roofs over other people's heads, our family can sleep underneath the same one together. There it is, a brand new roof. Let's do it. That's right. So the goal honestly started off very small. Our first year in business, I like to say we accidentally did a million dollars in revenue. And yeah. from there, I realized that we had to get the business element of this thing built out or the bus that we had cruising down the street was going to quickly run us over. At the end of doing a million dollars a year in revenue, you realize that you have to pay taxes on a million dollars. And if you didn't have things tracked along the way, you can already probably imagine, Stephen, and maybe a lot of our listeners out there can imagine and even picture me sitting in the floor in the middle of the living room, pouring yeah. tears, covered yeah. in receipts, like every square inch of my living room is covered in papers because everything was, then I realized that the ink on the receipts comes off after some time. Anyway, so really started my entrepreneur journey from the bottom, really, really didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, really didn't know anything about business, finance. I was a hairstylist and for what it's worth, a super creative hippie, okay? Like yeah. that's just been, that was the life that I had. But I learned that I had to learn everything that I didn't know and I was willing to do that. And that was my very simple superpower and still is, is that I'm not afraid to learn what I don't know and yeah. I'm not afraid to jump in and take risks. And those are really two important things as an entrepreneur that now as I'm working with other entrepreneurs, I see all the time, right? If they're just, they're afraid, they're afraid of what they don't know. And they're afraid to take a risk in order to get there. And maybe it was that free flow and hippie in me, but that, those were never a fear of mine. I just, and, and I guess when you don't really have much, you don't really have much to lose. Oh, and Robbie and I really didn't have much at that time. We were we were yeah. two very humble, small town people that just wanted to feed our kids and sleep in the same bed at night. Yeah. From there, I jumped in and really started building out the systems processes. I learned marketing um, and really built what I now call the engine that is RKG. So Robbie can keep crushing it in the field. The business isn't going to run him over. Yeah. Everything is a well-oiled machine on the back end. And I came in and learned and executed on building that out. 
Sure. As I started doing that, I built out a culture that we were really proud of, a brand that we were really proud of. And then a lot of other people started watching me going, girl, what are you doing over there? Because they saw a dramatic going from the lifestyle that I was living to now I'm moving and shaking and I'm doing things. And a lot of people respected that and reached out to me and just had questions. Kimba, I want to pick your brain. Can I take you to lunch? Can I grab a coffee? Can I, we only have so much time for so many coffees in a week, yes, right? We Steven? It's, <laughs> it's, and a lot of entrepreneurs out there understand that too. They're like, dude, I just don't have time for any more coffee. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to give back. It doesn't mean that we don't want to leave an impact. It doesn't mean that we don't want to help. And so that's really where CEO AF came from is one day I was driving down the road. I like to call it my Barbie Jeep, but I used to have a little jacked up Jeep. I was driving down the road in my Jeep and I started thinking about what it took me to go from literally broken, depressed, right? Cause I was broken, depressed. I was 17 and pregnant, a broke single mom. And that broke mentality that I inherited as a teenager followed me into my young adulthood. And for me, that was really the first thing that I had to overcome was that, was that uh, the confidence in myself. I wasn't scared to execute. It wasn't that, but I did have to rewire many things in my brain and redevelop a lot of self-limiting belief patterns that I had developed over that time. And then I had to build out the engine in the business and I had to build out the systems and processes and the flow in which all of that happened. So I put that together into an outline. Amanda and I actually came together and built out what we now call the warrior program. Cool. As I was driving down the road, thinking about the chain of events that it took to get me from there to here, if you will, I was like, man, that really is the journey of becoming CEO AF and not just the CEO of your business, but of your mind, body, your soul, your entire life. And it's really about being intentional about building out what we call it CEO AF now, a life by design. And so I launched my brand really as a lifestyle brand, doing a little bit of just one-on-one coaching for entrepreneurs. And then a little over a year ago, I partnered with my best friend and business partner now, Amanda Bell who, when Amanda and I first became friends, we were actually both eight-figure business owners in our own right. She ran an eight-figure real estate team. I ran an eight-figure roofing restoration solar company. So when we came together, we really pulled out all the meat and the potatoes of multiple six figures in coaching that we had both invested in each and the multiple different classes and accreditations we had both had, all the summits, all the books, all the things that we had invested in ourselves to build our businesses to where we had, we brought that all together and we started out building out different programs. I mentioned a second ago, our warrior program as one of them inside of CEO AF. And from there, we started bringing in other entrepreneurs that graduate through the warrior program. So once you graduate warrior one and you move into warrior two, like I said, we, we believe in giving back. So our warrior two students step up into being coaches and they coach a warrior one pod. Oh, wow. So for me, Stephen, that's really been one of the coolest things that we've jumped into here recently. And when we talk about my vision and moving forward with that, um, it's I have on actually one of our new pod shirts, the lighthouse. So this is one of our warrior pods is the lighthouse from coach Mercedes and um, oh. coach Jonathan fail. His is burn the ships. We have coach Rachel with live for joy so we're building out other coaching brands inside of CEO AF now that are coaching our curriculum to their pod. And this is the very curriculum. We were talking before we jumped on here live about Jenny and about TC roofing and solar. And Jenny did the warrior program and the things that you guys are implementing in over there are part of the curriculum that I'm yep. talking about to help entrepreneurs build out that machine and those systems and processes. Yep. And they, the ones that are graduating, executing on it, qualify to become a coach. And now they're giving that back down to the next business owners coming in. So anyway, it's been really great. My overall vision with that is to take CEO AF worldwide. We are working with a couple entrepreneurs and have an audience in the UK. We have an audience in Mexico now over in India. So we're really want to take this global because the secret to it is Stephen, and it's, it's really the main thing for me with with both of my companies, primarily CEO AF right now, is that we truly feel that we're in a time and a place when things are shifting, right? The world is just shifting. And 
it's a time and a place when there are leaders out there, leaders that are listening to this podcast right now, leaders like you, leaders like me, people that aren't afraid to take charge and take the lead, that have a very special calling right now. And I believe that that is to raise the vibration of the entire planet. It is to spread love and light. It is to help people believe in themselves, to connect back to earth and to God in a new way that we've been just venturing far away from for a while now. Yeah. And the thing that I know about about impact and about our soul's purpose is it's hard to find and focus on your soul's purpose when you're struggling to keep the lights on and struggling to keep the kids fed. Yes. With CEO AF, I knew, hey, if I can help leaders, CEOs build out a machine that will be the cash flow that will support their life, we can start focusing on the shit that matters. And that's the sole purpose and the impact. That's your soul's mission on what is your calling to leave back to the world. For some people that's homeless, for some it's domestic violence victims, it's veterans, it's children, whatever the case is, that's the higher mission here. We have to get the business things done so that we can focus on that. Yeah, that's a good point. And honestly, some things that you brought up was faith, family, business, which I know you're big on. Yeah. Uh, and just the underdog mentality, which I'm such a big believer of. And that's what really elevates you to the next level. And I love what you're doing with those leaders. You're grabbing them from the ground and putting them through your program to become future leaders of their companies. And powerful CEOs do change the world. So what you're doing right now, you know, we see it, you know, so keep keep shining the light because uh, it's powerful. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. I'm like, that is my sole mission is to bring all the other ones together so that we can make that collective difference together. For sure. And we all call it something different. Mine's Field of Dreams. You know, I'm a baseball coach, but I love training the youth. I love getting them up to be leaders in their life. Um, exactly. You know, I'm also a business coach. So just seeing people elevate, you know, there, there is a reward in that. So what you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. keep on doing. So for sure. I did want to talk, Kimba. Uh, you, you had a great segue there. Um, I know you're on the board of advisors for a nine-figure digital marketing company um, and growing that portfolio. Can you tell us a little bit about that on how that helped elevate your background and just what you're doing today? Yeah, so I think like most entrepreneurs out there, I learned marketing because I had to. I kept hiring these marketing companies and I kept feeling screwed over is the truth. Now that I know marketing at the capacity that I know it at, I understand why people feel screwed over. And it's usually because they don't understand marketing on their end. And the marketing companies aren't doing a good enough job painting the picture on the expectations on the other side of that. And truly being able to work cohesively together to be able to obtain the marketing, the marketing results that you're looking for, right? So I like to tell people on this, as the business owner, as the, as the blood, heart, soul, and tears that brought together your brand, you really are the best one to manage that. Nobody at an exterior or outside agency is going to yeah. paint the same picture for your company in any of your marketing than you will. And I came to this realization off of the feeling of disappointment, like a lot of business owners out there did. And I really just dove straight in. So I really just threw myself under the bus when it came to Facebook ads, understanding Google, um, different uh, other different modalities to marketing, direct mail, right? Cold calling, text messaging. But what I really found my superpower in was what I call a marketing plan by synergy. And that was really painting out a picture to where I was making sure that I was always targeting the same audience a few different ways and not what I now call bazooka and my marketing dollars all over the place, right? So a lot of us will take our ad spend, say got five grand, you're going to spend this month on ads. And then we just shoot it all over the place. Huh. Uh, and we're just trying to hit as many people as we can for that $5,000. When in reality, what we see is that when we hit a smaller segment of people, over and over and over again, the ROI on that is actually a lot higher. Yeah. So I was asked to be on the board of advisors for a large digital marketing company a little over a year ago. They did a feature on me and Yahoo Finance, which was super fun. Oh, and good. I did learn a lot to being behind the scenes at that company at how marketing companies operate in an entire new way about the things that were happening that were really working versus the things that honestly weren't. Um, and so I do think that that has been very pivotal in my growth. I'm very grateful for that opportunity yeah. and have learned a lot, both there and 
in marketing across the board from doing it for my own company that I'm very grateful. I will say that marketing is something that I just continue to get better and better at every year. And I do believe that we have to. Yeah. Amen on that. And you also, uh, in 2022, you were named female uh, of the roofing industry uh, in Roofing Contractors Magazine, correct? Yep. So, so I was featured in Roofing Contractors Magazine, um, and then the award was actually separate. That, so that was at When the Storm last year, which I am speaking at the women's panel. So that's coming up in about two weeks, I think, and I'm speaking on the women's panel and teaching a breakout this year. But yeah, last year they did award me as female of the industry. And that was really cool to me, Stephen, because that's something you have to be voted into, right? So, so it's like a, the industry of peers votes and, um, and they voted me as the most influential female in the roofing industry last year, which I was very, very humbled and grateful for. And you should be, you know, just, I was in the window and door industry, but seeing females rise up in the construction industry when it's typically a men's world, um, it is powerful. And I had a bunch of my people in my network last night when I posted about us going on, they were like, we're excited for her to come on and, and speak to us and, you know, much respect towards you. So keep doing what you're doing. You know, it was uh, definitely drew a lot of people in uh, for sure. So, you know, all those accolades are great. And I know it, it levels up your marketing side. I love the way that you and Amanda kind of position your guys companies where it comes off as humble. It's not, you know, look at us, look at us type mentality. It's, Hey, let's use these platforms and let's get to more people. And that's kind of what I've seen from you guys, you know, yeah. and the way you kind of use it, you know, for good instead of the bad, which a lot of some of these other companies, you know, use it to and not, not get benefits out of it. So I appreciate that. You know, I wanted to let you know. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And we are definitely big in building up the people around us. Yeah. That is what we recognize as the mission is bringing other people with us. And it was funny, Stephen, I was actually interviewed on a podcast I don't know if you've ever seen Mike Claudio on the Big Stud, the Big Stud podcast, but yeah. I was the first stud to be interviewed and, or the, I'm sorry, the first studette to ever be, that's what he called me, studette. And the only person that he's ever invited back on twice. So I was like, if you know Mike, he's a good friend of mine. I'm like, yeah. heavy honor. But he mentioned something to me on that podcast. He said, you know, you're not one of the people that need people to recognize the fact that you built it. In fact, everything you do, you do with a team. Yep. He's like, in one of your companies, your partner's with your husband. It's a we thing. In the other one, you brought your best friend in as, a, in as a partner. You have your coaches. You have your sales team. It's always we, 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 we. It's never Kimba did this. Agreed. And I have honestly never thought about it from that perspective. I'm just busy doing what I'm doing and, and feeling how I'm feeling and living my own truth. I just really never noticed that that's the way that I operated until he said it. Yep. And I was like, no, you're absolutely right. So you're... You're right, Stephen. Um, you know, the the cookie, the trophy, the, all those things, it doesn't, even the trophy that I got, because they did give me a nice yeah. little glass trophy, it was really only special to me because other people voted me there. Agreed. Because they recognized what I was trying to do in the industry and what I was giving back to the industry. And not just the industry, but anybody that follows me on social media. I don't just post content for roofers. And that was really impactful to me. Um, I really do find a ton of value in the tribe. Yeah, well, for sure. Tribe is everything. And you brought up a good point. You know, it's about a team going for one end goal. You know, that came from my competitive environment. But I found that, you know, I think myself or you or any other entrepreneur can go out there and sell millions of dollars with the product. But if you're not building a team, you're not building a vision, um, there's no impact behind it. You know, and everybody's different. But, you know, if you have that team impact embedded in you as a core value, you know, you get so much more reward out of that than, you know, going and being a top salesperson somewhere, which I think a lot of us could do if that's truly what we wanted to do. But when you build something bigger than yourself, like you're seeing at RKG and also CEOAF, um, you're seeing great rewards and great impact across the world. And that outdoes the money any day of the week. I actually remember it was probably about a year ago, Amanda and I were having one of our little hot tub, one of our little hot tub evenings. And she's like, girl, how much more are we going to build? Right. Because it's one of those things where you do start separating away from people that used to be in or are important to you. And you start you start to notice this little bit of separation. I, I think anybody that started to elevate their life in any degree of way has noticed that the circles kind of start changing and all that. And, and then that's why that's why we hear it said it's lonely at the top. And yeah. Amanda and I just decided, hell no, we're going to just bring them all with us. It's Let's not going to be lonely because we're all going to be there. Yeah. And that really was the mission that we set out with because otherwise we had to stop because we didn't want to be lonely at the top. 
no doubt. Right? And one of the other things that we say inside of CEOAF that we genuinely, genuinely, really strongly believe is that good people have an obligation to success because without it, bad people have all the money. Yeah. They're the ones making the differences. And, and so we train in my NLP, I'm big into the language, right? That's neuro-linguistic programming. So linguistics is around our language. So I have our clients say things like money is good in my hands. Money is, and I asked them, is money good in your hand? Stephen, if I handed you a million dollars, what would you do with it, yeah. right? And they start naming off impactful things, the way that they would help other people. And I'm like, that's why you have an obligation to success because money in your hands is good. Yeah, and money's just a tool. You know, that's something I've learned in my, in my career. And you're so right on that. I think that's important. And I love how, you, you know, I've spoken with Mercedes and Jenny and, you know, they mentioned that you, you don't even start off in business. You start off in mindset which I think is so important before you can go anywhere in your life and what you've been through, your mindset needs to be there in a positive way in order to make that change to get into your business and get into your personal growth and development. And um, so I love that you, you actually take the time in the forefront to ingrain that in somebody and then let them level up. We, we know Steven, and I'm sure you'll agree with this too, that our business will never outgrow us. Mm -hmm. So if I want to employ, and I do at RKG and I do at CEOAF, my coaches, you know, Mercedes, that's, yeah. I have level 10 people coaching for CEOAF and I have a responsibility to lead them, which means I have to be a level 11 leader, okay. right? If we're only a level seven leader. Then we can only have level six people on the team. A level eight is going to leave us. That's right. And so it is so important that we're constantly growing ourselves. It's also important that we're getting out of our own way. And they're absolutely right. In the Warrior Program, every week from the first week of the Warrior Program, there's personal homework and business homework. So we do start off um, with helping them generate what I call warm, sexy, free referrals, utilizing their greatness tracker. And we start getting into a cadence of what good revenue producing activities look like and how much of that you should be doing and what that should be. While we're also everybody inside of the CEOAF family meditates. And so that's one of the things that I do. Anybody out there that's not meditating, listen, go ahead and download the Balance app. Okay, it's called Balance. And get yourself started on five minutes a day on just breath work, body scannings. Because as a CEO, stress regulation is so important. The sky is going to fall. How calm are you going to be able to be? I like to say, can you, can you stay in your Tao? Can you stay in your Samadhi? Can you hold that perfect place between the yin and the yang? Because right there is where you're powerful, where all of your resources can connect, all of the genius from your subconscious brain can emerge. You can connect to the powers within you and above you, and you can do things from there. But if you freak out every time an employee freaks out or every time a customer freaks out or every time cash flow goes upside down, you lose all of your power. And that's where we see the business start to run over the business owner. Yeah. And now we're not living our life by design. We're not being CEOAF. We're doing the other way instead. And so I'm very big on helping them learn how to train their brain and then also their nervous system to be able to regulate away from stress. And mm. what do we do in those moments? Because the other thing that we don't want, Stephen, I looked back at pictures of me when I was first started RKG. We're probably like three or four years in, okay? Yep. Maybe, maybe two or three years in. But it was in the grind phase, if you will. Like I'm wearing all the hats. I'm doing all the things. I'm getting plowed over. I'm like stuck in the mud and the yeah. wheels still hitting me and I'm just trying to stand back up like a zombie and like it was rough and I look back at pictures of me and I'm like girl you look rough like you can tell it was my eyes are all sinking I look all dehydrated and stuff I'm like and man you really can't operate from that's where we start to see people you know we, we started off this conversation with why do we go into business it's it's to spend more time with our family. It's to live a life by design. It's to be at home every night. It's to travel the world. It's to do whatever you want to do. And then all of a sudden you're doing none of that. You're broker than you've ever been before. You're working 95 hours a week. You're, you look like hell. You're sleep deprived. You're stressed out. Your marriage is shit. Like oh, things starts going the wrong way. And so we know that that week one where it's and they'll be like, Kimba, I can't meditate. I'm like, let me tell you why you can't, okay? They, <laughs> we really demystify meditation and help these entrepreneurs be able to get into a cadence where they are the CEO of their stress regulation first. Yeah. And from there, we can really start getting other shit done. Yeah, no doubt. And you brought up a good point with the stress and anxiety. Um, and I think it's so, it's so, especially when you're an A personality, you know, yeah. like a lot of us are, um, it, could, it could get out of control pretty fast. And uh, yeah. like you said, it, it affects other parts of your life, you know, and including your marriage and 
your kids and, and your business. And um, so it's so important to stay centered. That was something I learned in my past and um, never look back. And, and I'm always looking to grow myself. So just that, that stuff is so important because it, it, it goes quick, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah. I, wanted, I, want, I also want to jump into, you know, just your podcast, which I've been watching and you've had some great guests on. Um, it is the Becoming CEO AF podcast. What made you start the podcast? What's the goals? What's the visions? And, and how's it been going? It has been so fun. The podcast has been so fun. I'm sure you know, having a podcast is so yeah. fun. I think one of the best parts of the podcast have been the people that watch the podcast that I don't know watch the podcast, right? Yeah. So you get to hear it when I'm out and about or I'm at events, people are like, oh, I listened to this episode or this episode. And and so that part has been really fun for me. I think on the podcast platform, it's not like Facebook where people are showing up, like commenting on it. You're like, you're engaging all the time. So for me, that's been really fun is to is to start learning how far this podcast has already started to get and what I call the ripple effect of the impact. Cause I truly believe in the ripple effect of the impact. And I ask at the end of all my podcasts and we will this one too, right? If you got anything from this podcast, share it. Don't let that ripple effect end with you. If you got value, send it to the next person. That can be your give back today, which I think is really great. And the Becoming CEO AF podcast is that for me, Steven. It's, it's one of those give backs that Amanda and I do. And our goal with that is to reach entrepreneurs, but we've really even, man, we got to the point, I work with entrepreneurs because they're the leaders, right? They're, they're the front, the front of the army, if you will. But late, lately, we have also started working with people that are not business owners that just want to be the CEO of their mind, body, and their soul. They want to CEO the hell out of their home, right? They want to CEO the hell out of their career path or, or whatever that looks like for them. Um, so we started a new program that we called CEO of me. We just finished a virtual retreat around CEO of me. That was for non-business owners. So as we sit today, I would say the podcast is really open to anybody that wants to talk growth, finance, mindset. We do a lot. We talk a lot about spirituality from a few different angles as well. Really open about those kinds of things. And so that's really the goal with the CEO AF podcast is to teach people and to help spread the light that the we can raise our vibrations. We can live a life by design. In fact, we are the creator of everything that is around us and help connect some of the dots on that. We are bringing on super awesome guests. I actually have my upcoming guest right here next to me over the next couple of months. And I'm like looking at that. I'm like very excited for the people that we have coming on and the different, and that's the goal is sometimes we talk mindset on there. Sometimes we're talking growth. Sometimes we're talking spirituality. Sometimes it's just key nuggets on what to do with your business. One of the ones that we have coming is actually about how to cultivate a multi-million dollar sales team and build a culture around that. So we're hitting lots of different topics there around growth, around finances and around what it looks like to build out a life by design, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. No doubt. That's awesome. And what, um, where can your podcast be found? Is it typical podcast platforms? Yep. So we got Amazon, Spotify, Apple, and uh, Google, and cool. then you can also find it. It's super easy to find if you just go to www.ceo-af.com. Cool. You can just, it's at the top, just click in your, in your grooving. So I wanted to ask you, what is your definition of success, Kimba? You know, I would say that it is aligning with the journey that is your sole purpose. I truly believe that all souls come into human form with a divine purpose in mind that was given to us by source, by God. Yep. And that until we wake up to what that purpose is, we do find ourselves in a little bit of that anxiety, a little bit of that disconnect. So for me, the true meaning of success is aligning with whatever that purpose is for you and building out a modality in which to get that to the world while also taking care of the things that you have to take care of at the same time. So building out the machine that's going to financially provide for the family and financially provide for the impact that you're called to leave, whether that be charity or whatever that looks like for you. And then the next piece of that is really aligning our soul with our mission and ensuring that we're constantly making decisions that align with our truth and with that mission at all times. And I find that when people start doing both of those, right, when, when they're no longer stressed out about putting the food on the table and keeping the lights on, and when they're truly walking the path that they know that God has for them, that is success. Oof, 
Love that right there. That was power. That was a value bomb for sure. And uh, I know you mentor so many people. Who do you look for guidance and mentorship from? You know, I think that that's just such a powerful question because for me, I truly get from you, from my clients, from everyone around me. I do have many entrepreneurs in my life. I'm not even sure that I could sit here and name them all that, that I have looked up to and helped me over the years. One of them, a big mentor of mine, Reggie Brock, is actually coming on my podcast here in a couple of weeks. He's been a huge influence to us in the storm restoration industry. Um you know, I also am a big, I'm a big fan and studier of Joe Dispenza. Okay. I really love Joe Dispenza's work. So watch a lot of that. Also Abraham Hicks. I really okay. love Abraham Hicks. Watch a lot of her stuff. So that's the type of content that I like to consume, if you will, the, okay. the types of things that I like to study. I do a lot of studying in quantum physics and okay. metaphysics. Um, and then also around NLP and different, different spiritual modalities. So that's really where I get a lot of my inspiration from and then mentorship I've had many coaches over the years actually my, my coaches it's funny because I've hired various different types of coaches right I've had that coach that's your typical like get shit done and like 75 hard and like let's go and that was really great for me at a certain point in my life to build the discipline that I needed to build and then I worked with a coach that was really great like just almost a a nerd, like a hippie stoner nerd that was just a genius with spreadsheets and data and like building out codes and automating things on the back end. And I just had so much fun and learned so much from him. I was also coached by an, an attorney that did probate. He did probate. He's a probate attorney, right? So it's all he does is fight with people over dead people's stuff. Like I was just like, this must be one of the hardest lines of work to keep your mentality up. But yeah, he's one of the most positive people that I know. Oh, wow. So I did a lot of mindset coaching with him. So there's definitely been just, I would say little pebbles in the road of so many different types of mentors, personalities, ages, walks of life. Yeah. But my true goal, Stephen, is just anytime I'm in a room, I just want to learn something from somebody while I'm in there. And everybody has something that I can learn from or something that I can take away from. Yeah. And that's really what I aim to do in all the environments. Love that. That's powerful. And I think just the fact that you're still coachable, even though you are successful, you know, it says a lot, it says a lot about you and your character and, that's why you're going to continue to grow. You know, I think that's so important. Well, that's really that tribe mentality we were talking about, right? When you just assume that you're the smartest one in the tribe, even, and that's why I like to even give credit back to who still mentors me today. I mean, hell, I was inspired by one of my clients this week with something that she did in her marketing plan and turned around and incorporated it into the one that I was building out. And so that's really where that tribe comes from, because now we've built out what we call the CEO AF family, the CEO AF fam. And every single person in there is a super brilliant entrepreneur. And it's why we're really big into having that combination of group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching. Because yeah. when you plug into that group, into that small group of other super intelligent people, it's so powerful. It's so much more powerful. I tell people I don't even do hardly any one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore because the value and the growth that happens comes from the tribe. You'll get more from the warrior program than you will from just Kimba. Yep. All day long. You're plugged into Mercedes, to Rachel, to Amanda, to another five to 10 CEOs that are all working in their businesses together. That's so much more powerful than just me and you. Yes, it is. Good point. The, uh, I did want to ask you, because you are the social media queen, why social media? Why, why, why does it help your business? How can it help your business? And you know, what motivates you to stay on there and, and keep doing what you're doing? be honest with you Stephen for me Facebook is kind of fun yeah. I think I've just been on I've been on Facebook since Facebook was just for colleges right like you could only be friends with the people that you went to college with so I've really seen Facebook grow and transpire over the years and I have a very healthy respect for social media in the concept that it's brought the entire world together yeah. and it's changed the game now some of that's been there's been some challenges with that if you will there's been a lot of really great things with that and for me, social media, from the time that I opened that very first hair salon when I was 21 years old, it allowed me to for free post pictures of my work, promote my personality, promote being the master of my trade at that time. And it allowed me to provide a full-time income with zero marketing dollars as a single mom of two kids, right? I mean, just off of social media, I was able to, I had gestational diabetes whenever I was pregnant with my youngest. I built out a salon at home so that I could manage my diet with a full kitchen because 
I don't know if you've ever been on a diabetic diet, but that is some work. Like it is a lot of prep work. So to manage my diet accordingly, I started doing hair from home, but social media allowed me to, I didn't have to have walk-ins. I stayed completely booked up. I stayed as booked up as I wanted to be for as far out as I wanted to be just by posting on social media. So I built up an audience, if you will, because I was the little tattooed hairstylist that gave people the purple hair and the pink hair. And so I kept it really fun and light on social media. And whenever I jumped over into construction and Robbie and I started RKG, I already had a little bit of a following built up. And I've just ran with that on everything that I've done. And I will tell you that still to this day, some of the same people that have supported me through roofing, some of the same people that I coach inside of CEOAF, I originally met whenever they were sitting in my chair and I was their hairstylist. And that's how we originally met. And so a lot of my audience is 10 plus years old. I have a following on there that I would say is loyal, supportive, and loving no matter which direction I pivot in life. And that is invaluable in so many different ways and it's free. So I actually, I'm going to go ahead and mention Mike Claudio again, a couple of years ago, him and I ran, it was the first mastermind I ever did. And I was like, Mike, I want to do something because I like, I like the tribe. I don't like to do anything on my own. I love to collaborate. So I'm like, Mike, I like you, man. We should do something together. And we launched an 11 week mastermind that we called inking wins. And we taught business owners how to utilize building a personal brand, right? Because that's really what it's about, a personal brand on social media in order to grow their business. And in there, we had a lady, she's still inside of our conference room, our group coaching program today, Jennifer Luttrell. And she started a Facebook group that ladies go join it. It's awesome. It's called Lipsticks and Dipsticks, okay? Lipsticks and dipsticks because Jennifer is a female mechanic. She owns an auto body shop and she's crushing it. So get this. She posted in our group because that was part of our, that was part of our mastermind group was start a group around. And here's a hustle for anybody that wants it, right? Start a group around your target audience. That's not necessarily your business, right? So in lipsticks, lipsticks and dipsticks, She posts content for women that teaches them about their car so that we don't have to go ask our husband like what that noise was. And through that, she has been able to get a following of women that truly trust her because you know what, if it's something that you can go grab at AutoZone and do yourself real quick, she'll tell you that. She's not taking your money. She's not lying. She's not deceitful. And for women, y'all may not know this happens, men, but if we go to the car shop and we drop our card off with our credit card, and we don't know what we're talking about. They've been known to just charge me whatever for whatever. Sometimes things that don't even exist, I've been charged for And I find out later. And so Jennifer's really built a community that trusts her. So today she says, because at CEOAF, we make data-driven decisions and we track our numbers. She posted in the group today that in February alone, she got 11 cars in her shop off of just her Facebook group, which, which was roughly right over $5,000 in revenue. off of her Facebook group, right? That was extra income to the business. And so the power of social media to utilize it in multiple different ways is there and it's free. And these are what we call warm, sexy, hot, closable leads because unlike leads that are coming in through your cold Facebook ads or unlike leads that are coming in through Google, these are all leads or referrals from people that know you as a person. So you'll notice on social media, if you're friends with me or you follow me on Facebook, you know me as a person. That's what I go on and I share. Of course, you know, I run RKG, you know, I'm doing my thing with CEOAF, but I show up every day as Kimba. And that's really the thing that people, that people like and follow. So regardless of which way I pivot. So that's why I've stuck with it. One, it's fun. My friends are on there. I've, you know, I have a legitimate social media family, if you will. I need to go check on those people every day. And in fact, I was actually um, a little under the weather in December, and I didn't post for like four or five straight days. I had people checking on me. Yeah. I like Because I do show up consistently to my social media. Yep. But it's fun. It's lucrative. It's rewarding. And that's why I do it. And that's why everybody should. Well, great point. And I love the story side to it. Just telling your story. And, you know, it's pretty cool when you can follow up on yourself from the yeah. start, you know, to the, and see the progression, you know, and then always yeah. have- I love you brought that up because that's exactly how I knew that I had really tired eyes year two and three because I was like, those Facebook memories were popping up and I was like, oh girl, I'm grateful for you. You did it. We moved past that season and we are doing better. So thank you. Same here, Kimba. You know, I went through a divorce and and just uh, out of shape and, you know, broke as can be and, and been there and done it. And, 
you actually go back and you look through it and it's like, wow, you're really unhappy. And where <laughs> now it's like, all right, you made some changes, you know, let's keep it up. So, yeah, let's keep going. Friend. Yep, no doubt. Um, I want to dive into, that was a great answer about social media, the key item. So just the warrior program, the conference room was another big thing I wanted to talk about. And just the podcast launcher program, which I love because I'm, I, I, I did a field of dreams podcast launcher as well, just to help people get onto a podcast. So tell us yeah. about the podcast launcher, the conference room, and you already went into the warrior program, but give us the other two. Yeah, so the conference room is our group coaching that we do bi-weekly calls. So that's for somebody that's maybe not ready to jump into a full-blown coaching program yet, but still want to network, still want to come in and get some nuggets, still want to have that group accountability. So that's a bi-weekly call we do every other Wednesday at 4.30 around the topics of life, leadership, spirituality, business. Last week, we actually built out um, our team's theme days in there as an example. So how to build out. For those of you guys out there that are like I'm paying these people what are they doing why are they not doing it my way right this was a really great call for entrepreneurs that are in that space so we're always rotating the topics in there it's a very cost-effective program to just plug into something we also do live events um, that all of our private clients get invited to so if you're local to DFW even at the conference room level I'm having, I've had different networking events around DFW, even privately at my house, but we are doing an Easter event on April 7th for our private clients and our VIP list at my house where I'm having the Easter bunny come and we're setting up a 30 foot obstacle course. And so they come hang out with us in person. And then as well as in a private Facebook group where we're all in there interacting throughout the week. So that's a super fun little group to join. Um, and then our podcast launcher is something I love what you just said, because that was exactly what whenever I first started a podcast, it kind of felt like a lot. I was like, man, there's a lot of back end to this that I didn't really know was going to be all this. I remember I spent a whole Saturday just researching and figuring it all out. And then I built out the process and I got my team you know, hammering away at all the things. So now all I have to do is show up to the, I have to book the guest, right? I have to show up to the studio. I have to do the things, but then I'm out. Like they're yep. going to get it edited. They're going to get it launched to the different platforms for us. They're going to make some little social media sizzles so that we can use that to promote the podcast and then also build out a landing page that we can use to promote the podcast. So that's what our podcast launcher is now is um, the setup on it includes a landing page to promote the podcast. We also set up an RSS feed so that that's channeling live into, um, into the website. And then we're launching it on all the places where it always say Google, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Yep. We're getting that out for them as well. And then also um, creating the little icons so that we have little professional icons on the podcast. Um, and so my goal with that was people... Good people need money. Good people also need a voice. So a lot of people out there do not have time or to sit down and research. They do not have time to spend all this editing and all this launching and do all the things, but they do have a message that needs to be shared to fulfill our overall collective mission of raising the vibration of the planet, right? That is the overall core mission. And I truly believe that I'm bringing together a community of people that are called to do that. So in order to do that, we need to give them a voice, help them build out a platform. And that's what the podcast launcher does. We are starting off with all of our coaches. So all of our coaches are like Mercedes is building out the Lighthouse podcast. Um, Rachel's building out the Live for Joy podcast. So we're, it's really our goal to just help people that have that calling to leave an impact, to help be that higher vibration in the world, to give them a place where they don't have to have a million hours a week to invest in it and still be able to get that out there. Oh, I love that. That's powerful. And it is, like you said, like anything else, once you get the process and procedure down, you know, you can really push out some good content and save your time and energy and use it wisely and yeah, that's what I was like. You know what? I already built out the process. People can plug into mine and utilize my employees that I've already trained sure. to do this. And we'll share the cost of the employee. It's a pretty low cost program, to be honest with you. I'm like, well, collectively we can use. That's the other thing that they get access to is my admin team. So okay. instead of having to book your podcast guest yourself, our professional admin team will reach out and get it on everyone's calendars, book on your behalf, which I think really helps in getting some of these higher profile guests, right? It just, sure. it gives off that certain persona when you have your admin reaching out to get everything scheduled and it's not, there's, I actually, I actually really enjoy doing the, um, the face-to-face -face bookings with people that I do know super personally. 
Um, but I also can appreciate having the admin there to make sure that times stay correct. It's on everybody's calendars. We all RSVP'd and all the things like that too. Yeah. So it's really just a cost sharing platform, maybe for people that don't have a need to hire a full-time team to take care of all that for them, but could benefit from somebody that's already trained and handling it. Cool. Um, but, you know, I know you mentioned your mom, a wife, a yoga enthusiast, a uh, friend to many. Give me one thing my Field of Dreams fans wouldn't know about you. Oh, wow. One thing that they wouldn't know about me. That's something, hard because I'm something interesting. Something, I'm such an open book. Okay. We are going to go with I have over 176 hours of tattoos on my skin. What, what? about you? <laughs> Let's go. Like, how many do you have? I got like my arms, my whole. So from the back, okay. I look like I have a shirt on, even if I don't. Wow. Okay. 176 hours. I have four, but I'm probably only a few hours in, not 176. And counting. So a lot of mine have just taken a ton of time, but I've added okay. up how many hours I've been under the machine okay. every time over the course of my life. So that's kind of my favorite fun fact is I'm like, I'm just really a walking coloring book. That's awesome. That's amazing. I know Rob, Robbie's into tattoos as well, right? He has a ton. Yeah, he has a ton too. When we first met, we both had one sleeve done and then a couple other things. We both had our backs done and a sleeve done. And then we hammered through finishing out our other sleeve so that we could both have everything that we wanted complete for our wedding. Oh, cool. So our wedding pictures are, yeah, our wedding pictures are super fun and colorful too. Uh, that's amazing. God bless. Yeah. Cool. So let's, uh, we're up on the 46 minute mark. You're doing fantastic. Give us a, a key value bomb for my audience here that could really help them, you know, grow their business, scale their business and do it effectively. So I would say really two things. One, make data-driven decisions. You have to track everything. You should be tracking your numbers. What I like to say, forwards, backwards, upside down and vertical. You need to have cross references. What your bookkeeper gives you once a month, especially if you're in the roofing and construction field, that is not enough. You need to be having weekly and daily tracking on your numbers and you need to be making all of your decisions from there. Cash flow can get belly up in our industry way too quick to not have multiple different verticals of tracking built out, right? So that is one of the things I have built out inside of our company. I call it our weekly budget tracker. We build that out for everybody inside of CEOAF as well. Um, but make data-driven decisions. Don't just go based off of how you feel. Track everything, okay? Track everything. And then the other one is anytime you spend a dollar on marketing, ask yourself what happens next, do not bazooka out all the marketing dollars, but come up with a plan that helps you reach the same audience multiple different ways. So if you have a social media campaign going out to this audience, maybe you're taking that, those, that same audience and you're sending them direct mail. Maybe these are the same people that you're doing voicemail drops to. Maybe these are the same people that we're door knocking or we're getting our postcards out to you. Maybe this is the same area that we're we're sponsoring something for their HOAs, right? But I will never spend a dollar in marketing without having it mapped out on my whiteboard. What happens next? What is their next touch? We don't ever just leave that off. We're constantly taking our data and we're rinsing it and we're wringing it out. We're rinsing it and we're wringing it out. And when we started and I said, it's people don't, it's what people don't know about marketing that make them feel disappointed. Yeah. Please go into your marketing dollars, understanding that it is the data that you want. It is the data that you're paying for. And if you keep these lists, it's, it's almost like people will, they'll plant, they'll plant the orange tree, they'll water the orange tree, they'll watch the tree grow, they'll climb all the way on the tree, they'll pick the orange, they'll peel the orange, they'll take one bite out of the fruit and throw it down. Wow. That's what we do with our marketing. We need to be taking that fruit and squeezing all the juice out of the fruit. And then we need to be doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. That's how you get your highest ROI. So keep your list, keep your data and continue to ask yourself what happens next, knowing that none of these leads are dead until they all the way have told you to F off and then they can come right. off the list, but they're not dead until they're dead. Re-engage, 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 re-engage. Love that. That's powerful right there. That's some key value bombs. So thank you for that. That was uh Game changing yes, right there for sure. Excellent. Yeah. But Kimba, how can, uh, you know, just the end off here, how can people find you I, at the bottom here? I put a little ticker with your phone number, your email address. Um, how else can people find you and, and reach out to you? I'm like, there's the way. So on Facebook, I'm a big Facebooker and I do, re I do respond to messages um, usually within the same day, unless I'm super busy or out of town, but I do respond to messages on Facebook. Absolutely love corresponding with people on Facebook. So go follow me there. 
you got my email, got my cell phone number. Those are really the best ways. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, all the things, but again, most active on Facebook. And then you can also find us at ceo-af.com if you want any more information about the programs that we talked about today or getting signed up or scheduling a free consultation to discuss which program would be great for you, then you can do all of that on our website. Fantastic. And then uh, last but not least, just the gift that you're offering. So uh, it's going to be a free month inside of CEO AF conference room and access to CEO AF university, correct? Yep. Okay. All right. So guys reach out to Kimba if you want to get into the conference room or access to the AF CEO AF university. uh, Yeah. And just let me know that you saw it on this podcast. And what I'll do is shoot you over the link to sign up and then a coupon code that'll make your first month free. Inside and the conference room is that group pro, that group coaching program that we were talking about with the biweekly calls. They also have access to CEO AF University, which is our online training platform. And keep in mind that has all past all past conference room calls that we've done in it, along with other different modules that we've built out. So our greatness tracker, our gangster referral building program is in there. All of our podcasts, all of our all of our um, conference rooms. There's some meditation. There's some yoga. Like it's just a plethora of an online university for CEO AF. And then when you sign up, even if you sign up for free, we're also gonna send you over some free merch. So you're gonna get a, like here's our CEO AF logo, there it is in the back. So you'll get a t-shirt with this logo on it, um, which is super fun as well. Even if you just come in for a free month, you'll still get the t-shirt. Cool, so guys, make sure you utilize that. Kim is offering a a great giveaway here for you uh, to get involved with yourself and your business and really level up. Uh, in 2023 and beyond. So, Kimba, it was an honor and a privilege. Uh, great to have you on. The Same. Field of Thank Dream you so Nation much. Was tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to watching you grow and seeing everything that you do with CEO AF and also RKG. Thank you so much, Stephen. I'll see you soon. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care. All right, guys. So that concludes episode number 17 with Kimba Garcia, CEO of RKG Roofing Restorations and Solar and CEO of CEO AF. Um, she was fantastic from Dallas, Fort Worth area. Um, three big things she went over was track everything, data-driven decisions, and stay away from bazooka marketing. So uh, make sure you listen to those key points. I just want to thank our sponsors real quick. SRO Business Coaching Incorporated. Hire Coach SRO to help achieve your business success on a cleat string budget. We have the Business MD, Dr. Christine West, impacting the mind, mood, and behavior in your business. And last but not least, the YIT Foundation, assisting preemies, veterans, and their families any way possible, as well as providing housing, health care, and other necessary assistances. So, uh, guys, this podcast is available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartMedia podcast platform. So it was streamed live. Take advantage of the offer that Kimba gave you. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode number 18. God bless and go after your field of dreams.